What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. Like, like Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. Brian Stone is amazingly intelligent and popular. Just ask him. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. Your midweek download destination. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I'm dumb. Yes, my name is Brian. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. All right, well, hello, everybody. It is the Stone On Air podcast. It's the most downloaded, the most listened to, and the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. My name is Brian. Seems like just the other day, it was March 1st. Now it's March 15th, 2017. Each and every Wednesday, first thing, it's your midweek download destination. Bob from Chattanooga called back in on Talking Dead. I have a little fun with that on social media the last couple of days. A lot of people have, as a matter of fact. If you don't watch The Walking Dead, then you'll have no interest in the final segment of the show. I'm not going to kind of talk about television all the way around. And what is the true idiot box? Get to that in about, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes or so from right now. Is there a comedy festival coming to the city of Chattanooga? I'm not sure. We'll dive into that here in just a couple minutes as well. And once again, every now and again, I got to rant on uh, local medias and local uh, distribution of content because, and I'm not going to call anybody out by name. And yeah, I know what you're, some people out there are already thinking old bitter Brian, old a hole Brian over there. No, I'm not going to call anybody out by name and not going to go on and on and on. But there's some lazy-ass people in this city, man. Lazy people in this city. And as I've said, 2017, over and over, as this podcast is now three months into the new year, or two and a half months anyway, slaying lame and exposing frauds. That's the name of the game um, this year, amongst many other things, as a matter of fact. Uh, Let's see, real quick, late last night as I was uh, putting the show together, Rachel Maddow on uh, MSNBC I have a love-hate relationship with her. I think at times she goes 10 miles to walk, you know, 50 feet. And sometimes it it all comes together really nicely and it's really, really, um, you know, borderline brilliant. And sometimes it's like, really? You just spent 20 minutes to tell me something you could have said in two and a half minutes? But she's getting a beating on Twitter today. And I only watched about 20, 25, 30 minutes of it before I realized it really, it was kind of a, Nothing really to see here kind of situation. She was flooding social media and then was getting tons of shares and retweets and likes and loves and everything else that she had tax returns from Donald Trump from 2005. And in the end, she had two pages of a 1040 from Donald Trump from 2005. And in the end, once she broke it down, spent 20 minutes getting to the point and getting halfway through the show before she revealed any of the numbers, and this guy who was the one who actually was the one who leaked it, or, or at least, I don't know if leak's the right word, but he got it and gave it to her. When it was all said and done, there's nothing really here. I mean, nothing really happened. It was 30 minutes of a lot of nothing. And this is where the hashtag fake news people come in. So if you love Rachel Maddow, you're defending her in any way possible. And if you hate her, well, hashtag 
fake news. So I don't, I don't know. I don't love or hate her. All I know is it kind of bored me. And at the end, nothing really happened. Maybe overnight and into the morning and, and throughout the day today and for the course of the rest of the week, more will come of this. But for now, it looks like it's just some numbers. $150 million in revenue, $38 million in tax. Do, do the percentages, does that add up? Does that matter? I, I don't know. I don't call it fake news. I call it no news. Nothing here to see. And in her defense on that, this is a opinion show. It's an op-ed television show. It's not a news-delivering show. So it doesn't have to be news. It can just be whatever she wants to talk about. So it's not fake news. It's not news at all. It's just an information-driven television show. And the information just didn't have a lot of substance. That's it. A little interesting buzz online today. Speaking of social media... And uh, a thread on Facebook I'll talk about here in just a couple of minutes. First, I do want to talk about the road to nightfall real quick. I was out there the first two nights. Man, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. A lot of fun. The first night's winners was a band called Walrus. The second night winner was a band called Over Easy. Both have been a band for less than a year. And I think almost both of them only about six to seven or eight months. So they win the uh, the first two nights. And I did interviews with everybody each night. And it was it was a lot of fun. Those are available. You can, I mean, that's not groundbreaking content. But it was fun to do it live there on location. And I'll be there again Thursday the 16th, Friday the 17th, and the final night, Saturday the 18th. And then you'll get three more winners out of those three nights. And then the final night will be down at Miller Plaza. Some local distribution of local content, both traditionally and more contemporary, coming up in a minute. First, I was on Facebook. I spent a lot of time on Twitter. You guys know, at Stone on Air. I love Twitter. Instagram's okay. Snapchat, you can have some fun with. Facebook is, a, is an intelligence wasteland, but that's where everybody is, so I go there as well. And a friend of mine, Ryan Darling, who is in the local comedian scene, which I'll talk more about that in a second, I didn't... Realized until recently there kind of was, I guess I should call it a comedy scene, not a comedian scene, uh, but I didn't realize there was a comedy scene necessarily in the city of Chattanooga. Uh, This is a post he put, heads up, if you have seen and thought about submitting to the Scenic City Comedy Festival, know that none of the local comics I have talked to have any idea who is putting this on. The website has photos of comics and venues that I have never seen in Chattanooga, so it seems a bit suspicious. Let me know if you have any information on this. I'd love to finally go to a comedy festival that I don't have to couch crash for. Then it says, update. The website for the festival has been taken down until further notice. Comics who have submitted and paid the fees should be getting their money back. If you have figured out who was in charge of launching this, please do not message them. And if you do decide to message them, please be kind. And then it's just a mile long. It's like 10 pages of uh, of of back and forth discussion of sorts and a lot of it is seems kind of inside jokish i didn't i didn't understand what i was looking at through a lot of it but what comes right down to it it looks like it's a girl who i kind of met the other night who i have social media interaction with who my friends over at hits 96 brad steiner and an intern alex have a, a little fun at her expense her name is carly southern Apparently she, I believe, I'm going to reach out to her because I've asked a few people who said that they believe she is trying to put together a a festival here, a Scenic City Comedy Festival. It looks like the website was initially put together as Scenic City Comedy Festival 2017.weebly, Webly, Weebly, however the hell you say that, it's a web hosting uh, website. And it looks like she does know about this and she is trying to put it together. So it's not a scam. 
but I don't know exactly what it is. And I'll ask her at some point when I can uh, find her or reach out to her through social media. And I looked at as I dug through all these pages of conversation that it looks like JJ's does a, I already knew this, they do a, an open mic every Wednesday. And she said she's going to be there tonight. And any questions you have, come down there and ask her about it. So if I can get out of work in time, I might do that. Just go down there and ask her myself. If not, I'll just shoot her a, 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 an IM or something. So it looks like it's real. It's just maybe the website got launched a little earlier than originally planned. I'm not real sure, but I'm on your side. I think these are cool things. And what I didn't realize was, is there is actually a comedy scene in this city. Now, is it high quality? Is it successful? Is it, you know, quote unquote good? I, I don't really know. I think it's difficult and very, so subjective. I think it's hard to actually just blanketly say, yeah, it's a good scene. Or no, it's not a good scene. I don't think it's that simple. A lot of times in the music scene, people talk about around here that it's we've got it. We've been getting a really good music scene. Uh, I'm not so sure how good it is. It's a good scene amongst the people that are involved. Everybody's a cheerleader for each other and supports one another. Or at the very least, the music scene here locally is very healthy. The music scene is quote unquote good because there's so much support amongst the venues and amongst the people who are in the scene. Is it a really successful scene? I'm not sure that that's true because outside of Strung Like a Horse, and I believe Nick Lutzko will be the next one to, to really make a living doing music, I'm not really sure that we have the kind of talent that can explode out there on a huge uh, national scene. We'll see. Uh, again, it depends on what you determine is good or isn't good or is successful or isn't successful. But when it comes to comedy, it's so much harder to understand, speaking of subjectivity, in music... You can play a song like an R&B song or you can play some kind of real pop music and I can listen to it and I can determine whether I believe that's quality music or not. Even if I don't like it, I can determine whether it's quality. Comedy, it's not like that. You either made me laugh or you didn't. You either said things that triggered my, my funny bone, quote unquote, or you didn't. It's not like you laugh at something and then you say, oh man, well, that was pretty funny, but I didn't really like it. It usually doesn't work that way. So it's kind of hard to determine whether this is a high-quality comedy scene in the city or not, but the fact that there's one building that I wasn't even aware of until recently I think is cool. And when I realized this was happening was I went out to this bar out on Ashland Terrace. Uh, McHale's, I think is what it's called. It's an incredible bar, especially if you love flat beer and the, and the smell of an ashtray, then you're going to love the place. But I got drug out there for uh, some open mic thing, and it was with this girl, Carly, and some other people, and Maddie Scoo from Bitter Alibi and Daily Ration, and with Brad Steiner from Hits ninety six and 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 Intern Alex, and they have you know this kind of feud going on. They call her, they you know ribber and say they don't know her, so they call her by her name and I mean by her phone number, I should say, and blah blah blah. So we go out there, and I think God, this is gonna totally suck. Like, thanks a lot, Brad. Thanks for ruining my Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday or whatever day it was. Thanks a lot, dude. But you know, I try to be a quality friend, and I go out, and it's taken forever. And the beer totally sucks and uh, smells like a damn, you know, 10,000 cigarettes because that's how many were being smoked. And then they do the show. And I was damn surprised at how good it was. It really was pretty good. From top to bottom, with maybe one and a half exceptions, it was pretty quality stuff. And that's just some, you know, smoke-filled bar on Ashland Terrace out in Hickson. So I'm going to try to get out to JJ's here one of these days here soon and, and listen to more of that and see uh, see how many more people are involved in this. But I'm on your side on this. 
I'm totally on your side, and I think this is a great thing, and I hope I hope it builds and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And ever since I've eliminated Fraud Radio 102.3 out of my life, I've now been sampling other media and content distribution, whether it be traditional or more contemporary, from radio, print, TV, to Facebook Live, Periscope, and other online distributions, and there are some damn lazy assholes out there, man. Heads up! Wait, what? Oh, whoa, back up the truck. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me, I'm stupid, I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? I'm going to start by saying there are a lot of people in this city that do very good work. And of the people I mentioned earlier, Brad Steiner and intern Alex do very good work over at Hits 96. There's other people in that building that technically do a good job too, but they really do excel at what they try to do. David Glenn, I believe, is one of the best meteorologists this city's ever seen. Uh, Paul Barris does the work. Paul Barris is technically good. He's just tired and old and, and a little sleepy and boring for my taste. From a writing aspect, there's a lot of cool blogs. There's some pretty pretty good websites. Barry Quarter from the Times Free Press, Pam Sohn, Clint Cooper, just to name a few there. What's her name? Somebody, Bradbury, I believe. Sean Phipps, Chloe Morrison, plenty of people who do good work from a, uh, from a writing standpoint. And I don't know how anybody watches TV news. David Glenn, I just said, is one of the best meteorologists I've ever seen. But outside of that, most of that crap is unwatchable. And most of that has to do with the way the industry presents itself, less about the quality of work put into it. So just to be fair, there's others in, in the city that do well also. The afternoon drive over at the Talk Monster, I Talk Radio 102.3, they do good work. So having said that, there's a handful of people, whether it be traditional means of content distribution or more contemporary, meaning like Facebook Live and other social media ways of delivering local content, local uh, subject matter. There's a few people that have golden opportunities in this city and have had some such for a long time, and they're absolutely wasting it every single day. Whether it's the afternoon on a, on a, on a, on a local nonprofit that uh, completely doesn't spend one second of preparation before an interview or an early afternoon talk show condescendingly boring the hell out of people. Whether it's a Facebook Live show, once again, where we just got a good-looking people on camera, we don't spend one minute of actual preparation about how it's being delivered, how it's being discussed. When you're doing anything that you're delivering content, whether you're trying to be funny, whether you're trying to be informative, whether no matter what it is you're trying to do, you need a beginning, you need a middle, you need an end. You don't necessarily need a script. You don't necessarily need even bullet points, but you need to know where you start. You need to know where you're trying to get, and you need to know how to wrap it up. And those are two perfect examples of people who aren't doing that. Over at the other station I used to work at, the entire morning's full of 60-year-old men who read the newspaper to you every day. And they know when they're done, when the clock at the end of the hour runs out. Not because they have any kind of preparation to what you're doing. There's people all over this city who are incredibly talented, sitting around trying to scrape by and use any kind of distribution they can. The good thing is, here's the good and the bad. The good news is, the Internet's powerful. The bad news is, the Internet's powerful, meaning it's an ocean of content and it's difficult to maneuver your way through. But you got people hosting radio shows both at night in the middle of the day, literally sound like they showed up and didn't look at one piece of information and just started blabbering into a microphone. 
We got people sitting around reading the newspaper to you every day. And not only is it lazy, it's freaking boring. Boredom is the bane of my existence. There's nothing that pisses me off more than boredom. What's the old song? If you're bored, well, then you're boring. Not only are you not doing any work, not only are you mailing it in every day, you're boring the hell out of people. Don't be boring. Musicians and bands don't just plug up their amplifiers and just start playing without practicing. Comedians don't just stand up and just make up jokes off the top of their head. Culinary experts don't just start splashing stuff in a pan and just whip up some kind of food worth a damn. Generally speaking, artists don't just slap a bunch of paint up on a canvas and call it art. It's called preparation, and any old dumb asshole can do it. And not only does this city have so many people who barely try, who have access to content distribution, it's almost like some of them we freaking celebrate. So it's just, if you have a platform, if you have a a, a coveted platform to perform or to deliver content or to gather and deliver information, Put some damn work into it, man. Get your act together. This is Drive-By Truckers. This song's called Bob. There's a guy named Bob from Chattanooga who's called the Talking Dead, the uh, the, the live call-in talk show after the Walking Dead each and every night, Sunday nights during uh, when the seasons are running, and right now they're in season seven. He called once several years ago. He called once on Sunday. A lot of the Walking Dead uh, super fans around the country got a kick out of it. I'm going to play that audio coming back and tell you a little bit, bit how television changed my life in the last six or seven years. That's coming up next on the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. This is the Stone On Air Podcast. Bob's still got an antenna on a pole, two channels coming, two more coming through. He used to watch the news, but he don't anymore, ain't none of it do, it's the same as before. He figures all any of it's any good for keeping everybody bored till there ain't nobody like Bob anymore. More of Stone on Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. What the hell is he playing Hanson for? You might be asking yourself. From Melissa Rugier. Maybe that's how you say it. I'm not sure. From the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Where's the love for Hanson? Question mark. Well, all over the country, apparently. To celebrate their 25th anniversary. Yeah, let that sink in for a moment. The Brothers Hanson will embark on the Middle of Everywhere World Tour that will stop at Buckhead Theater in September in Atlanta. 41 bucks to get you in the door for the 20th anniversary of this tune. This is from 2016 Acoustic. It really sounds pretty good. And they were easy to make fun of back in the day. I'm probably still easy to make fun of now, I guess. I don't know. But my dear and longtime friend, Letitia Wolf, we spent a lot of time together in the late 90s. Both played music and were involved in local music scenes, both in Chattanooga and Murfreesboro. She'd always get so pissed off when people got would make jokes and make fun of Hanson 
because she would say constantly, these three kids are the modern-day Crosby, Stills, and Nash. They primarily write all their music, all the writing credits on this song, you know, internationally renowned, go to the three Hanson brothers. They have some writing partners on some of the other stuff. Incredible harmonies. And there's something to say for kid stars that actually keep it together their whole life, and they're still pretty quality human beings. I, I, I would go see Hanson in a heartbeat if I got the opportunity. Uh, and again, this is just from last year. It sounds great. Live in the round, acoustic little storytellers kind of thing. I don't know where it's from. I found it on YouTube. But 20 years ago, 1997 is when this was released. All right. So about, I don't know, closer to 10 years ago, but as much as, as recently as six, seven years ago, eight, maybe about eight years ago, I was, it, it, this came to an end. I was always the growing up, speaking of the late 90s, early 2000s, I was the kill your TV guy. I was a guy who said television is just brain rot. It's just garbage. This is junk. And I wasn't a big movie guy, but I did go to the movies here and there, and I like to catch good flicks. And somewhere in the end of last decade, I started to shift on that. And where the, the exact point was is when I went to McKay's, music and used music and DVDs and video games and whatever else, books, vinyl records, whatever, and I went in and I was searching through, looking, I usually look for concert DVDs. I got a massive collection of concert DVDs. I know in this day and age of streaming everything and YouTube, you don't care about that, but I think it's pretty cool. And so I, I was stumbled into the TV shows and I found Lost for like five bucks, literally. It's like five dollars. But first season. I said, well, what the hell? I'm bored. I got nothing to do this weekend. Five dollars? If it's if the show sucks, I'll throw it away. I mean, because I already thought it was going to suck. Oh, oh man, they they're stranded on an island. Oh man, how 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 clever! What is this Gilligan Island too? I mean, but you know what the hell? Everybody's talking about it. The show I think was just ending. I think like it just ended. So there was a lot of buzz, and I started watching it, and I was immediately hooked. And I thought, are you kidding me? This is on network television on ABC TV. And it kind of, it just blew my head. And so I started looking around and realizing TV's not the idiot box, man. I started looking closer and closer. The silver screen, the big screen, the box office, that's the idiot box. Transformers 4, and I get why they make all the Star Wars because it's such a... Such a money printing machine franchise, but Indiana Jones six and and uh, whatever the hell else, and another movie knocked up, and another thirty something sex funny comedy, and uh, you know, Hangover seven. It's like there's nothing coming out of Hollywood. There's nothing on the big screen that is worth anything. You come and sit down and give your piece of garbage movie two hours just to walk away and say, man, that sucked. I don't have two hours to throw away. What I do have two hours for is quality TV programming that is everywhere. Now with, with, with Amazon TV and Netflix, man, there's good TV shows everywhere. And so I, I just got, I got lost and lost. It was mesmerizing. And so then I started, AMC was starting to pick up speed. So I started watching Breaking Bad because the buzz was there. God, best show in the history of TV. Mad Men, one of the most clever and brilliantly written and executed TV shows. Not my favorite, but probably one of the most brilliantly executed TV shows. Uh, what else? What else? I tried there's a few AMC shows that didn't last. Then there's a few others that come and go that are not that big a deal. The Man in the High Castle I'm watching right now from Amazon. But in 2000, when was it? 11, I guess. 
Walking Dead gets big. And so I start watching that. So what I said in the last segment of saying it changed my life, I finally realized that TV was where the quality entertainment was and the stupid movie theaters with 5,000 calorie popcorn and 75 ounce Coca-Colas and gummy worms and 100 pound boxes of candy. What the hell? Why would anybody do that? Why would you go, why would you subject yourself to that nonsense? I know some of the theaters are better these days, but still, yeah, I'm done with that. You're not going to find me a theater. But so I finally realized TV was really high quality programming. So I gave Walking Dead a try. Why the hell not? Okay. I don't, the zombie movie thing doesn't do much for me. The comics, the, the uh, Night of the Living Dead, all these things, I think it's kind of stupid. But apocalyptic storylines I find very interesting. Something about the fall of civilization it highly intrigues me. You know, the, the stand from Stephen King, things like that. So I gave it a try. And it's got some handful of really good characters and some decent writing. It's got a lot of that really ridiculous horror movie, typical stuff like, oh, don't go around that corner. There's going to be a zombie. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, he did it. And oh, hell, look, there's a zombie. Wow. I'm shocked. Shocker. Shocker. You know, a lot of that crap. I don't know if they do that on purpose kind of almost as an homage to those kinds of, to that kind of writing, to that that kind of approach. I, I'm not really sure. It's a little lame here and there. And I begrudgingly say, you know, I still watch this damn show, and I wish I'd stop. But it's it's got just enough there to keep me going. So they're in season seven. There's about two episodes, maybe three episodes, until they wrap up this season. Well, four or five years ago, there was a guy named Bob from Chattanooga who called the following show it's called talking dead hosted by chris hardwick comedian and a musician and overall just a geek and really not that funny of a guy but uh pretty successful and entertaining guy and so i watched that show even though it pretty much sucks just to get the fallout from each episode and so he called they take a couple calls and in 2011 i think it was maybe it was 2012 it's been a while now and Bob from Chattanooga calls into the Talking Dead show. It's usually Chris Hardwick and like two or three cast members or writers or guest panelists, if you will. And this is the call from uh, several years ago. Bob from Chattanooga on the Talking Dead show on AMC. I think we have a caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Thank you for taking my call. This is Bob from Chattanooga. Hello, Bob. <laughs> what is the your hour's question? Coming. The hour is coming. All that are in the grave shall hear his voice. There seems to be no room in this mockery. Oh, did we cut him off? I was kind of oh, hoping yeah, we get some was... sort of weird prophecy. That was awesome. Oh, that was oh awesome. we hung up. That was... Well, we're either all about to die, but oh. I do want to say thank you for representing my home state of Tennessee in a positive way. Wow. Uh, wow. Exactly. Am I hallucinating? Oh, no, that just happened. Oh, that was... oh, my God, what if it's happening now? And we're we're here. Here. What? That was awesome. I'm so excited. We have not gotten phone bombed yet on wow. this show. That was, I thank you so much. I am so excited that this happened on our season finale. I kind of wanted to see where that was going. I was going to let it play out. So shortly after that, it became kind of like an inside thing with the, the super fans because the, the big super fans of The Walking Dead are like your con uh con nuga you know your uh dragon con those kinds of people they're they're really into it like over the top and so there's a bunch of there's some twitter and facebook accounts uh websites set up it was bob from chattanooga bob from chattanooga and that was like four years ago at least so this past sunday night after the, what was one of the best episodes in a while and there's no reason to get into why but it was a, it was a good episode so i decided to watch talking dead afterwards and out of nowhere, Bob from Chattanooga 
calls in again. What is your name? Hi, it's Bob from Chattanooga. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you like season two talking dead Bob from Chattanooga who called and like said that the apocalypse was coming? Yeah, you jerks better not hang up on me this time. Oh my God, I missed you so much! Everyone wants to know, what's your deal, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just kind of froze up the last time. You froze up the last time? I, that was, people still ask me about that. Look it up online, Bob. It's so good to hear your voice. I've missed you. I'm glad you're okay. Do you have any questions uh, for our panel? Or do you want to yeah, prophesize the podcast? Scott Gamble. Yeah. So what stops Morgan from taking his life there, Dan? What stops Morgan from taking his life there at the end? Do it for Bob. Oh, no. There's a lot of pressure here. This is Bob from Chattanooga. This is Bob from Chattanooga. One of the most famous people who's ever been on our show. So he goes on to here. He answers this long question, and they talk to him some more after that, and that's all we need to hear from that. So I thought that was pretty pretty cool. So I got to sitting around thinking, this is funny. I need to at least talk about it on the podcast. Maybe I'll get some Walking Dead you know, fans to listen. And then I got to thinking about this drive-by trucker song, Bob, which I just got done playing just a minute ago at the end of the, the last segment. And I decided to take the two phone calls from the TV show, chop them up, and put them together in a little two-minute and 18-second, not mashup, but like tribute, if you will, to Bob from Chattanooga from the Talking Dead show on AMC. I posted it out on social media yesterday. There's a chance, if you care, you've already heard it, but I figured I'd put it on the podcast today. This is the tribute to Bob from Chattanooga from the Drive-By Truckers and a song called Bob. I think we have a caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Thank you for taking my call. This is Bob from Chattanooga. What is the hour's coming. The hour's coming. All that are in the grave shall hear his voice. There seems to be no room in this mockery. Oh, did we cut him off? I was kind of hoping we get some sort of weird prophecy. Bob goes to church every Sunday. Every Sunday that the fish ain't biting. Hello, Bob. Bob never <laughs> dinner. I kind of wanted to see where that was going. I was going to let it play out. He likes to drink a beer, too, every now and again. He always had more dogs than he ever had friends. Bob ain't lying in the loafers. He might kneel, but he never bends over. That was hot. Oh, that was oh awesome. we hung up. That was... Well, we're either all about to die, but I do want to say thank you for representing my home state of Tennessee in a positive way. Wow. Oh my God! What if it's happening now? That was awesome. That was, I am so excited. We have not gotten phone bombed yet on wow. this show. That was. I thank you so much. I am so excited that this happened on our season finale. Bob still got an antenna on a pole. Two channels coming, two more coming through. He used to watch news, but he don't anymore. Ain't none of it new. It's the same as before. He figures all any of it's any good force, keeping everybody bored till there ain't nobody like Bob anymore. What is your name? Bob from Chattanooga. Wait, what? Are you like season two talking dead Bob from Chattanooga who called and said that the apocalypse was coming? Yeah, you jerks better not hang up on me this time. Oh my God, I missed you so much! Bob! Everyone wants to know, what's your deal, man? Do you have a Twitter handle or some way that people can say hi to you? No, I don't do that Twitter thing, but there's some fake ones out there that ain't me. You are the real 100% true Bob. We'll have to have you back on the show at some point. Thank you so much. On the show? On the show. Well, 
maybe. This is Bob from Chattanooga. This is Bob from Chattanooga. One of the most famous people so uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Again, if you don't care about the show, never seen the show, then that's not going to mean a thing to you, and you're probably not listening anyway. So it gave me a couple quick drops here, my, my little touchscreen thing here. So I've got this now. What's your deal, man? So I can drop that when in whatever I want. I've got, you jerks better not hang up on me. Yeah, you jerks better not hang up on me this time. So I don't know if those will come in handy or not. All right, that's it. going to wrap up the show, the midweek download destination. Every single Wednesday, it is the Weekly Dose. My name is Brian Stone. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. At Stone On Air on all social media is how you get in touch with me. All weekend, road to nightfall. Preliminaries continue Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the 16th, 17th, and 18th. And each night I'll be conducting interviews and then posting those podcasts to be uh, downloaded that very night before I leave the Grand Falloon. So if you're coming down, we'll see you there. Come by and say hello. And as always, don't be a fraud. The truth is incredibly easy to remember. And this space gets bigger and bigger as 2017 moves along. And I ask you to continue to watch. See you later. Bye. Do